Welcome to where the big boys play. Welcome to 20 years of Nitro. Uh, solo special edition, just a little mini episode. We talked in our last episode, which just dropped a couple hours ago, uh, we talked a lot about Glacier, who finally made his Nitro debut. We gave you a little background on Ray Lloyd, the performer, uh, the money that went into the presentation of that character, how his debut match, his Nitro debut match at least, with uh, Big Bubba went. And also uh, in there, also in there, a few times I referenced uh, the October 1996 issue of WCW Magazine, which I actually went online. I found it on Amazon. You can't find every month. This one I happened to find. And I wanted it because I had read, I think on Wikipedia, maybe somewhere else, that there was a profile of Glacier, a kayfabe profile of Glacier in that magazine. I was interested to see what it had to say. I brought it up a little bit on the episode that I recorded with Dave. Uh, but I wanted to share with you the full uh, insight into Glacier that's offered through this particular uh, edition of WCW Magazine. So I'm I'm really, this, this bonus episode, this very short uh, episode, is just going to be me. I'm going to read for you. I'm going to describe for you this article. We're going to read it in full. Uh, on the cover, you got Randy Macho Man Savage. It says, Countdown to Havoc. I'll try to tweet a picture of, the, of this cover. Uh... We're speculating about the end of WCW. Of course, these things run a few months late, so uh, even though it's the October edition, they're really uh, there's an article that runs down results from Hog Wild. So just to give you an idea of kind of how far behind they're working, uh, so it's kind of interesting. There's an article kind of towards the back here about the remaking of the Dungeon of Doom, uh, but it doesn't even mention Conan or um, Max being part of the group. It so <laughs> they. They've got to have everything ready and, and out by a deadline, and, and the storylines usually are taking place faster than the magazine can keep up. But at least they knew about when Glacier was going to debut, so this hit newsstands right around the time that the character actually debuted on Pro and then on Nitro. So we've got, on the left, we've got Glacier. He's wearing his mask, his helmet. He's in, a, of course, a karate pose. It says, Blood Runs Cold in some of the most 90s font imaginable. I'll, I'll definitely tweet a picture. It might be just taken from my phone. I don't have a scanner here at home or anything. Uh, but you'll be able to see kind of what that looks like. There's a couple other pictures of Glacier, both with his mask on and off, posing. The text here says, Introducing! Years ago, there was an American teenager fascinated with martial arts. His father taught him all he knew, but the youngster's potential and lifelong dedication to the sport quickly proved to be too great for their small at-home training camp. Of course, none of this was mentioned on Nitro. On Nitro, it was just his father was a cop and his brother was a cop. And he had to make a choice, and he decided to uh, to go into being a ninja instead of being a cop. But here his father is apparently training him at home. It goes on to say, So the teenager went to Japan with his father's blessing to fine-tune his form from a world-renowned master instructor. The training was grueling, some might say torturous, and it went on for years in a remote village. <laughs> Which, on Nitro, of course, uh, in his video package, uh, Glacier himself said that it was in Kyoto, Japan, which is the city of, like... At least a million people, maybe 1.5 million. Uh, so here in the magazine, it's a remote village. Uh, still other youngsters from around the world eventually join this boot camp-like discipline that, under this master's watchful, scrupulous eye, is a dynamic combative form of fighting that combines martial arts with pro wrestling. Uh, again, that contradicts the Nitro story, which is that he learned uh, martial arts from his master, and then later he met Japanese wrestlers, and Glacier himself combined the... Uh, martial arts forms from his master with the professional wrestling forms that he learned from the stars over there. So uh, a number of storyline discrepancies that we found here. 
Glacier, a name given by the master, became the top student over time, thus becoming the chosen one. That's all in caps. Like, that's a proper noun. That's that's definitely a specific chosen one. There must be a prophecy involved. Hopefully we get some more, <laughs> some more information about that. Uh, he is the chosen one to pass on his knowledge to the WCW fans and also to fellow WCW wrestlers about the effectiveness of his style, which combines fearsome fighting and top-notch sportsmanship and humbleness. <laughs> I don't know why they said they said humbleness instead of humility, which would have sounded a little better there, but you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm not a professional writer, so what do I know? So that's kind of in a, in a block uh, up at the top of the page. Then we've got below that. This is a quote. I have not come into WCW to change pro wrestling as we know it, Glacier said. Nope, I just want to take what I've learned from the martial arts and make my wrestling skills more effective. I've competed all across the world in many different forms of martial arts competitions and wrestling matches. WCW is where the greatest athletes in the world are, so that's where I want, where I need to be. I want to share my ability with the fans of WCW and also test my skills against the very best athletes in the world. And that's in WCW. Glacier is an aggressive gladiator, a warrior who won't break the rules. <laughs> Even so much as to use a closed fist on an opponent, no matter how desperate the situation. He has an array of strikes and kicks and combines them with submission and nerve holds. His kicks are devastating and powerful and is effective with straight ahead power. His kicks are devastating and powerful and is effective with straight ahead power kicks. Oh boy. Well, that's just bad, right? His kicks are devastating and powerful and is effective with straight ahead power kicks and the popular round wheel kicks. That is not a functional sentence. Sorry guys. I'm just reading what <laughs> I'm just reading what's in here. He is part Meng, part great Muda, part Eddie Guerrero all rolled into one. Wow, that is a lot to live up to there. Part Meng, part Great Muda, part Eddie Guerrero, all in one. Whew. Glacier can inflict excruciating pain any number of ways, regardless of a size differential inside the squared circle. Instead of meeting an opponent head-on, Glacier will take his opponent's strength and use it against him. And hey, that's accurate. We actually saw that a number of times in the match against Bubba, where he's dodging a much bigger man and turning it into leg sweeps and takedowns and judo throws. So I definitely see where that actually... that that does fit with the character. So this is a quote. We're going back to a direct quote from Glacier, apparently. With her bigger opponent, such as John Tenta, the way I would attack that match is, I'd look to break that person down with a devastating kicks, body blows, and basically just try to stay away from him. I'd use a hit-and-run approach to get in position where I would come out victorious, said the six-foot-two, 250-pound Glacier, who was among the 20-something generation. <laughs> I mentioned that on the other episode, that he is among the 20-something generation. I think we looked it up. He's actually like 32. They're not fudging by a lot, but they are definitely fudging to try to make him seem younger than he is. With smaller wrestlers, such as Eddie Guerrero, I will look to slow them down to the point where I could take advantage of their weaknesses. I'd ground their attacks. I think the fans will be very impressed. Glacier's cryonic kick finisher, a kick off the top rope, uh, and this is something we mentioned on the show, that uh, at one point he was using a kick off the top rope as a finisher. Uh, the one we saw was like a spinning super kick where he just does a little spin before hitting. Uh, it's super kick, uh, it's not as graceful, like it's it's just not as smooth a motion as we'd come to think of a super kick from like Shawn Michaels or the Young Bucks or, or even a Dolph Ziggler type. Um, this feels more like kind of a side high kick or something. I, it's been years since I was in any kind of martial arts, but, 
A spinning super kick is sort of the the closest thing that I can equate what he actually used on Nitro. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to see that kick off the top rope used as finisher or not in any of his matches that we're going to review, uh, but I'll be interested to see. Anyway, sorry, back, back to the text. Glacier's chronic kick finisher, a kick off the top rope, is unlike anything in the sport. And so is his prize ceremonial Samurai Warriors helmet, a 400-year-old tradition that goes from master to top student. Glacier places it on a ring post during matches so he can keep it under his watchful eye. Now, I don't think he did that on Nitro. Certainly, if he put it on the thing, I didn't notice. He came out wearing it. He took it off almost immediately, and then once he got to the ring, I didn't see it again. Glacier's mask that he wears to the ring is not worn to conceal his identity, which is good because he takes it off when he gets to the ring, but rather as respect for all the similar combatants of the past. To me, the helmet is invaluable. I'd risk anything to protect it, to make sure nothing happens to it, Glacier says. Regardless of who I'm facing, friend or foe, I want to win. I will do whatever is necessary to win. I don't offer mercy. Still, Glacier is the most upstanding knight in the sport. He's a big brother-like battler with a mission. <laughs> he's a big he's a big brother-like battler with a mission. Oh boy. I lead my life by three simple mottos, Glacier began. Peace lies not in the world, but in the man who walks the surface. For all actions, good or bad, there are consequences. And destiny is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. So, so that is how we end that WCW Magazine article. I, I paid some guy on Amazon $30 uh, to get this. So, so I had to read it in full to you guys in this little mini episode to get some enjoyment out of it. Uh, I think I might do some stuff like this in the future. If, if you liked this, if you think that this was a fun edition where I just kind of take something out of WCW Magazine, let me know and maybe we'll do some more of these in the future. I know Dave, I think, has a, a hidden cache of WCW Magazines, he thinks, somewhere at his parents' house, so we may be able to get uh, to a lot of the back issues. Maybe we can get Brian from WCW Worldwide involved with this. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, I just thought you guys might enjoy that. I wanted to read that full article to you. Uh, anyway, please, if you haven't yet uh, listened to the episode we released today on the September 16th, 1996 Nitro, and we will be back with you soon right here where the big boys play 20 years of Nitro. Nitro.